You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of The Smoking Cuban, and now, in part, Mavs.com contributor. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I have a loss by the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) (laughs) An addition was made to the Mavericks team. It was not in the win column. <laughs> no, it is uh it's cool to come on board with uh Mavs.com uh as a writer and uh, I'll still be running the show at the Smoking Cuban, so that's cool. And I think more people were worried about the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I got random I got all kinds of random tweets. Uh are you <laughs> is the podcast and I'm like, yeah. You guys you guys still doing the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're doing the podcast. We're actually doing it live right now. We are at the old number 7. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much my life will change. I mean, will stay the same with my coverage for the Mavericks. <laughs> he said my life will change. Except uh, <laughs> I will be doing off-the-court stories and human interest stories uh, for the Mavericks. That is what I enjoy. Are you it's, reading this right now? Did they give this I'm to not, you? I'm actually looking at my text messages. Okay. You, he's reading it. He's uh, like, I have to read this. No, Cuban gave this to me. He says, I can't say anything else but this. So oh, you don't misconstrue it. It was kind of funny because I told, I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I signed a contract with the Dallas Mavericks. That's what you that's what you wrote on your announcement too. I was like, "Ooh, signed a contract." Yeah. I mean, I signed one with SB Nation too. Let's you know. Well, I actually did. And we signed one for this co- this I, podcast too. We did. We did. I actually did uh we did figure out the right wording to use uh for that uh from my end with fansided uh for me to stay at fansided and uh just the um I don't know, the public stance on what the exact wording would be. So The public stance. Um, You're a public figure now, Isaac. I am not a public figure. But, no, it's cool. I, this this is my passion. I love telling stories with that. And um, I'm excited to do that. My first piece came out a couple days ago, if you listen to this, or two days ago. Yeah, if you listen to this on Saturday, it came out on Thursday. Friday. Friday. Yeah, so it came out on Friday uh, with Melvin Hunt. I enjoyed it a lot. It was um, good stuff. have I a story it. coming out next week. Um on some things so anyway you'll be uh, catching some of my like i don't know i guess in-depth stuff on mass.com and um the rest of my stuff on the smoking cubit and you'll be looking forward to him continuing to give measured takes on the locked on mavericks podcast as he is now a mavericks employee uh yes that is true um <laughs> there are some parameters that come with that so uh but i can still share my opinion and i will still be unfiltered as always <laughs> No, you can That's find true. me. Uh, I'm going to be staying in the same places at uh, at SB Nation, Mavs Moneyball, and as well as this podcast. Uh, I am at Nick Van Exit on Twitter as well as Instagram. And you can follow Isaac now at Isaac L. Harris. Yeah, I had to get all professional with it. And it's not a capital I, by the way. It's a, it's an L. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> it is a capital I. When you do it lowercase, it looks like Isaac I. Harris. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's why I put the uh, – I guess it doesn't matter. If you put lowercase or caps. You're dancing really weird right now. Because I love this song. <laughs> club. As, as Isaac mentioned earlier, we're here in the old number seven club. If you guys have never been here in the American Airlines Center, it is like this 
It's not a club. It's, it's like a club. A, it's We're like dancing a, <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's like a bar restaurant, but it overlooks the practice facility, the old practice facility. And uh, Maxi Kleber was over there putting up shots because he played a, uh, a scorching 50 seconds today in the Mavericks' loss to the Lakers. Because he didn't get shots in the game, so yeah, he had to put them up somewhere. Yeah, somebody somebody literally just texted me a little bit ago and said, "What is up with Maxi?" And um. I don't know if it's really a nod towards Maxi. I just think it's we we really talked about it last game or last podcast that it's kind of two things. I think they really like Harrison at the four, and then they want that other playmaker on the court with Yogi. So I don't know if it's a ton about Maxi. This is what's going to happen, uh-oh. Isaac Isaac Harris. Let me tell you live in person. This is exactly what's going to happen. Uh oh. Do you remember the last big man that all of a sudden was like the next thing for the Mavericks? He played so. a bunch of minutes. He started some. He started a bunch of games, and then all of a sudden he just didn't play. And Carlisle just said matchups, and they didn't play again. And it was just matchups. And then eventually he just didn't play. And then eventually he got thumb surgery. And now, so are you he's saying out of the lineup? We I'm, are I'm not going saying, to see Maxi. I'm just asking you if you remember the last player that this happened to. Are you saying Maxi's going to get a hot dog? If Maxi shows up in the media room next game. I'm not saying – I'm just saying he could be the next Nerlens Noel. <gasps> Don't do that. <laughs> no, uh, Mavericks do like Maxi. Um, it's just matchups. It's just – I think they – I do actually believe Carlisle with that, and I think they just want another uh, playmaker on the court with Dennis. But I'll say this. Dennis can't dodge it a ton right now and it's it's something they'll have to figure out it's something Dennis can't change his height and he can't change his wingspan is we saw a second game and not a ton it wasn't like throughout the game but you saw overtime yeah Lakers start overtime taking what's your boy how tall is he 6'6 six, six? Lonzo 6'6 six, 6'6 six. Six, six, and post him straight up on Dennis first play is an off ball screen for Clarkson during the three second play Post up right over Dennis for the basket. And it's something that you wonder, is this going to be a go-to for teams that they hold in their like back pocket if they got a bigger point guard that they will go after Dennis? And I don't know, yeah, Chris Dunn that, did that's it. That's concerning, but how many point guards are like that in the league, though? How many point yeah. guards can really post up if you think about it? True. Like Russ I mean, can probably be just because of how strong he is. Yeah. You think about, I mean, like, you're not getting this well, from, I, just, I from feel st- like. We have more bigger point guards like coming up now. I mean, Trey Young's not going to be that, but like <laughs> as far as like Lonzo, <laughs> then we have you know Chris Dunn. I mean, even players like Frank Nelikina is you know a taller, longer. He's not going to post anybody though. Not right now. He could though eventually. Westbrook's going to post him up. Um, I just don't think that's as big of a problem. Clay will probably yeah. post him up because they'll probably when the yeah. Mavericks play that they'll put Wes on. on and it becomes more of a focus step. when. His backcourt mate is Yogi. That is yeah. smaller than him. So, like, if smaller we had most, if we <laughs> if we had a a two guard that could, you know, if West was playing two guard all the time, you know, that could kind of counter some of that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's something to look at. But Nick, your emotions tonight. <laughs> Everybody was there's lots of tweets about asking about my emotions. Uh, I've done a pretty good job of keeping my emotions out of it. I did not go to the Lakers locker room after the <gasps> game. Uh, I just felt like I would go as a fan and not – like I had no business, like basketball business being there. 
Yeah. It, it would be cool, but I feel like it would be too much of a of a fan. Even though at this point, I'm I'm cheering for laundry because mm. the uh, all the players have pretty much changed since I was a kid and a fan of the Lakers. So that's true. And <laughs> but they have a lot of cool. I I'll say this like. I go in a decent amount of visitor locker rooms. I like doing stories with opposing teams on um, just different stuff with Dallas and facing some players for the Mavericks and stuff. And I go in some of them after they lose, some of them after they win. But tonight, like today, I don't know if it's in the middle of the day or what, but like the Lakers locker room was like super fun. And I know it's a bunch of like younger. They're used to waking up right now because right now it is – we're taping this at, at 4.30 – yeah, Central time. It is it is like two thirty their time. I like, like Lonzo was making up. jokes about the Triple B brand. Um, I mean, like Kuzma was super cool. Lonzo was super chill. Like when I say chill, like not like too cool for school. Like that's funny that you say that because you weren't in the scrum with Dennis Smith Jr. Were you? I was at the beginning and then I left. So after you left, somebody asked him a question about Lonzo and like you know like oh Lonzo he was giving you trouble blah 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 like you know Uh-oh. what kind of player is Lonzo and Dennis just goes. Lonzo, you know he's chill. <laughs> it was like yes. it was like no basketball breakdown analysis anything. It was just like he's chill. He didn't. Who <laughs> who, who asked that question? Lonzo didn't give him trouble. No, not he had really. seventeen in the first half. It was a type of question uh, like that. He scored. Of course, KCP KCP yeah. was guarding Dennis. So. Yeah. Um, so what'd you think of the game? I mean, as far as the Lakers, man, I'm like. What do you credit to Julius Randle? Uh, Julius Randle came out, and and before the game, I thought, there's nobody on this team that can really, really, truly guard Julius Randle. Uh, don't you diss Dwight Powell, Nick. Dwight Powell can do some. I think Maxi could have been good on him. Uh, Harrison Barnes is just not strong enough. Even though Harrison Barnes looks like a big built you know, wing, he's big for a wing. He's not big for a four. Julius Randle yeah. just has – Strength is one of his strengths. <laughs> I went to, uh, I went and saw Jumanji last night, and so they they like jump into a video, they jump into the Jumanji video game, right? And they're looking at all their strengths and weaknesses. And Kevin Hart's character is like, "Strength is one of my weaknesses." He's like, "How can strength be a weakness?" Uh, but strength, I think, is going to be a weakness for bigger fours going up against Harrison Barnes. I think that you know he kind of just manhandled him into the into the paint. And and Julius Randle is really good at these weird like post up slash drive and and yeah. floater. His floater game is really really good, especially with his left hand because he's left handed. He's kind of like a power forward version of Lance Stevenson. Like he's just yeah, that's he, actually a good comparison. He just kind of loses control sometimes. He had a charge tonight. I know that was just like yeah. numb. Like. Um, his shot outside, I feel like it was a little streaky. Oh, definitely. Like his mid range shot. Streaky. He can, know, did he shoot a three? I don't think so. He can he can take them, and Luke doesn't want him to take threes. Like, like <laughs> yeah. There was a quote that Laker Filmer posted the other day from Luke, and it was like asking about what's the difference between Julius Randle's a four and a five. And he was like, and then he answers the question and says some you know normal things. And then Laker Filmer, Pete Zayas goes, Well, I saw him take a corner three and also, you know, close out on somebody on on the three tonight. And he goes, and Luke Walton just smiles and says, that's not what he's supposed to do. He's getting out of himself at that point. So they they don't really want him to do that, but he's like their Dwight Powell. He is a lot like their Dwight Powell, except for his upside is a lot higher. Who would you rather have moving forward, take off their contracts, Larry Nance or Dwight Powell? Oh, man. That's hard for me. Larry Nance is one of my favorite players. He's, He's overrated. I don't even know if he's rated. Is Here's he ra- the thing. He, he tweeted at me and said, Lakers fans don't 
There's no hype. hype. There's no hype for him. But here's the thing. They want I was just him. listening to the Ringer podcast, and Kevin O'Connor and Verno and them said that last like last year he was untouchable, and that for him to be like at least mentioned now touchable, it would like cost a lot to get him. Why? He is a so. What does he do well besides jump? He's a glue guy. That's the that's the problem on a team that has all these like parts, you know, that has all these just like, you know, young players that don't really know how to play in the league. He is a really professional glue guy, and I think that to me, the off the off the court kind of stuff, I think is is more for him than yeah. you know the rest. And he he does what we talked about Dorian Finney Smith last year. He makes the right play a lot. You know, he mm-hmm. when he's given the ball, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He makes the right play. He can do a little bit of everything. He is a good you know positional defender. And obviously the, the the dunks are just you know crazy something else. But he seems like a cool guy. Lakers off the fans court too. have really cooled on him. Like he okay. he is not super up there. But Lakers fans are the most wishy washy of any fan. I mean they'll stick with their team. Like I'll give them that that they stick with them. They no showed matter. up tonight. They showed today. up in droves tonight. But like last year they were all ready to get rid of Clarkson, and then this yeah. year he's like, oh he's back. Like Clarkson is good again. For y'all who think that Clarkson has no value, like I've seen with him in these like trade rumors, whatever. Like I've seen different people on Twitter, yeah. they're he, like, oh man, he's not a it's, salary dump. It, yeah, they think it's just a salary dump. I'm like, if watch the end of this game tonight, that's not a salary dump. I mean, I don't know if he's worth 13 million or 12 million, but he. Did really pretty well. Man, he had a play earlier tonight, and uh, I think Bleacher Report tweeted it out that uh, it was Kobe-esque, man. It looked exactly like a Kobe yeah, play. Yeah, somebody tweeted out. It was one of the main, like, BleacherReportNBA.com, somebody. It was it was pretty nasty. I thought it was Kuzma at first. Yeah, no, he did this, like, like, like uh, jab, step, pivot, like turn around and then run yeah. to the basket, step back. Jumper and I was like, man, that looked. Exa-. And they, I think Bleach Report just said, "Who'd you get that from?" <laughs> With the eyes emoji. So, it yeah, was, uh, he, he does definitely, like you said, he does have, um, he does have value for sure. He, he, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a guy co- as long as he's coming off the bench. I think. Yeah, it yeah. was good for me to see that too because if I had to sway aside, it was okay. Like Lakers just need to like get his money off the books. But now after watching him again today, it's like, well, dang, like they could get something for him. Like not like a huge piece, but it's not just a salary dump or trying to attach somebody to, to dropping. The only issue with all that. And, and I totally agree with you on the fact that he has value. The, all the Lakers players now are devalued because of what they're trying to do. Everybody knows what they're trying to do. I made a joke earlier today. Jeannie bus, posted this picture of her and Rob Palenka, their GM, and Luke Walton, their coach. And she's like, you know, before our game on Tuesday in Memphis, there's a picture of, you know, of us. <laughs> it's like she posted a picture from the future. She said this is a dinner, like we're going to have dinner with Luke Walton on Tuesday before the game. Yeah. It's like <laughs> posted pictures of the future. And, like, they're projecting their future so much they're taking pictures in the future. <laughs> like yeah. everybody knows what the Lakers are trying to do. They're trying to dump – you know, salary. They're trying to, you know, to do these things to get space for two max contracts. And if everybody knows what you're trying to do, that devalues anything you try to do, right? Like they're yeah. still going to try to get stuff for these guys. You know, we talk about Randall, we talk about Jordan Clarkson, but somebody needs to go get Randall. Somebody and does. Somebody like the Mavericks. Is this Nick? Was this a a tryout today? Did, that's, did. The, that's the first thing I tweeted when I walked in the building today. Yeah. When he when Julius Randle scored the first six points, I was like, 
Julius Randle is really showing up in his audition today for the Dallas Mavericks. Brad Brad Townsend for the Dallas Morning News uh, tweeted out. He talked to Randle before the game and asked him about the rumors connecting him to the Mavericks, and he just said, "Man, what's he, like, what's he supposed to say?" He's like, "Obviously, I love the city of Dallas, but I'm a Laker right now. Yeah. Right now, sure." So, my question to you: He's seen enough of the business. He knows how it goes. The two teams that played today will he finish the season on one of those teams? The Mavericks or the Lakers? Yeah, yes. Okay. I think you it'll be. I think it'll one. be the Lakers, but okay, it'll be hard for them to get off a trade. Do you know who set? Unless you saw this tweet by Brad, do you know who set beside Mark Cuban's wife and little girl tonight at the game front row? Was it Rob Palenka? Julius Randle's mom. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously I did not know that, but I actually I met know. her a couple years ago. <laughs> she she's tall and she could ball really? back in the day. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, I was talking to Earl before the game about uh, Julius. Every time he comes home, it's like you know big deal. And he said last year that Julius paid for his like whole high school, old high school basketball team to come to the game, and that's what's up. Um, it's just always a big deal for uh, Randall to come home. And he, he always has these big games, and Rick Carlo had high praise for it, said this is the this is the best game I've ever seen him play, like in person, and that he always does good in Dallas. So I'm like, oh, if he always does good in Dallas, what, what would happen if he was here all the time? You kind of wonder. <laughs> could Randall and Dwight Powell be on the same team and play? Anybody could be on the same team. I don't know if it, I don't and, know. If no, well, I added the last two words and play. I'm gonna say yes. I think that's a good, like off the bench, okay. tandem because Ju- Julius Randle. Neither one of them could shoot threes though. No, Randall, How many how many teams though have two guys two bigs off the bench that can shoot threes? Like you got to have some lineups that don't. Hmm. I think Randall's be- played his best minutes at five coming off the bench. Okay. So I think that. With that, I think that's where you'd want him. You'd play him next to Dwight Powell, I guess. But then it doesn't maximize Powell because of the spacing. I couldn't help t- to think tonight in overtime. We didn't get Dirk. We got Dirk for like what five seconds in five overtime. Five seconds to try to take a shot. I couldn't help to think tonight. What if you just swap Dwight for Randall in overtime tonight, and you had Randall and the rest of the Mavs crew, like if, and that was your go-to? Because I mean, well, I tweeted at. I mean the the rebound difference tonight. Oh my gosh! Like that. I mean, Randall just abused. He had what, fifteen boards tonight? Yeah, the Mavericks also shot really poorly. Um, rebounds tonight: Mavericks thirty-nine, Lakers fifty-seven. Points <laughs> in the com says fifty-nine. So that's, okay, that's twenty rebound difference. Points in the paint: Mavs thirty, Lakers fifty-four. Twenty-four point difference. Like, Jeez. I mean, these are big time stats with that. So. I don't know. I just wonder because that's my whole thing with Dwight Powell. Is, you know, he just doesn't like. I'll admit, Dwight Powell is playing decent. Like he's maximizing his opportunity. But the thing wow. is, wow, for somebody to Maps.com has changed you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, he he stopped taking threes. We talked about this before, but he just can't board that well. And we need somebody to bang, so yeah. That anyway, I'm I do like Randall a lot. I think any team, Mavericks included, 
that especially in this rebuilding stage that will have money to pay him in restricted free agency, we don't know what that would be. I think they should go after and go get him. Um, these are the situations that you want rebuilding teams to focus on is a good young player having to get shipped off or dropped or something. For an existential reason. Yes. A reason outside of just the basketball player. They don't like the basketball player. A yeah. reason outside of, you know, this is, you know, the reason like the Lakers have right now. Okay, so I saw a couple of Lakers bloggers, writers, uh, podcast people. They are they are beefing, like really mad about Devin Harris in the first quarter. Wow. Devin Harris apparently in a in the first quarter flopped against Brandon Ingram and Ingram stepped on him and twisted his ankle. And they and then he got taken out. About that? And then after that play, that's when Rick Carlisle got his technical got his got his technical foul, and then the rest changed. Was it and a started flop, and started calling stuff towards the Mavericks? That's what Lakers bloggers are saying. Let me just throw that out there. That's what they're saying. They are all upset because they think that one specific play swung the game wow. in the in favor of the the Mavericks. Mm. Your thoughts? Well, well, that's just stupid. I mean. <laughs> First, I didn't think it was a flop. I I need to see the replay of it um, up close to see, but it didn't look like a flop to me. But oh well, didn't Ingram get the call anyway? So they're arguing about that he flopped, but he didn't get the call, right? Because he didn't get the call. He got charged for the foul. And I then got it Rick, right here. And then Rick got. We're gonna watch the tech. Brandon Ingram. Oh. So what happens in this play, and I'll give you a play-by-play for everybody listening I don't think Ingram did it on purpose. Brandon Ingram gets the ball at the top of the key. There's a pick from Nance. Devin Harris is following him as he drives down the lane, and then Devin Harris is behind him. And you know how sometimes guards – This is what J.J. does all the time. When they're driving down the lane, and then all of a sudden they stop, sort of. They they either stop or slow down in the paint as somebody's following them or trailing them, and then the guy behind them runs into them. It's a foul. They try to either, you know, shoot and get a shooting foul. So – Brandon Ingram slows up into the paint. Devin Harris runs into him and then f- throws his head back and exaggerating the call. He Kyle Anderson that call a little bit. <laughs> so he flops back and then Brandon Ingram kind of trips and steps awkwardly. I think he, I think on Dirk's foot it looks like. I was going to say they can't blame uh, his injury on Devin like that. He comes he comes limping off his left foot. It's just I'm looking at this over and over again and it's hard for me to see. Yeah, Which, I mean, the context there, he does the same thing what J.J. Bray does all the time. He gets in the paint, gets him on his back, and stuff like that. It's just when Ingram stopped to get Devin on his back, Devin absorbed the contract, uh, the contract contact, and then <laughs> fell backwards to, like, sell it. And Absorbed the contact. There was contact. Was it fall over worthy? Probably not, but whatever. Well, Ingram didn't fall over either. I think yeah, there wasn't, wasn't that much contact on, on either side, but... So they were upset about that. Obviously, they won the game, so it's not a huge deal. But Ingram yeah. did – he came back into the game in the second quarter, and then he went back out, and he didn't finish the game for the Ma- for the uh, the Lakers. So. Yeah, and they still won without him. And they still won without him. Um, Speaking of Ingram, let's just go ahead and do this now. I have a Sodom shame. <gasps> it was tweeted, okay. I think, at me during the game, or I saw it somewhere. Uh, so I tweeted at the beginning of the game. That settles it. Julius Randle might as well just swap jerseys with Nerlens after the game. Except Nerlens doesn't have a jersey on. <laughs> but he still has one. <laughs> at least he still has one. Somebody uh, responded to me. This is our Sodom shame. Sodom shame is we take any kind of 
tweet, post, Reddit post, Facebook awesome. post, anything that uh, is a terrible trade idea or a bad free agency pitch or projection or something. It's just really out of out of this world, I yeah. guess. And we call it a Sodom shame. This guy responds to me and said, would rather take Ingram as a Mavs fan. Take all the salary cap mess, Dang and Clarkson, and add in Ingram. You can have Matthews, Noel, LeBron, and George next year. First of all, who's you? Are they talking about the Lakers having Matthews, Noel, LeBron, and George? That doesn't work. I guess so. <laughs> that doesn't even work, right? They can't do all three of those guys. Um, here, Probably not. The only thing with that that is, dang, I feel like the Lakers should, well, this is a whole different tangent, but cap-wise, it would be very tough. They would definitely have to All of this make tough, some um, things with it. Because here's my thing with the Lakers: if you can't shed Dang in a contra- in a in a trade, why don't you try? Which to doesn't look, look like you're going to be able to. Do yeah, it. why don't you look across the league and say, who is somebody that makes around the same as Dang that could at least have an impact on a team, and then add something to Dang to like swap that out. For instance, like if they're saying, hey, let's bring in Wes Matthews, like what for Dallas? I feel like we've debated this before. What would be worth it? To connect, what would be worth taking on with Dang to pay Dang one more year than Wes? Yeah, because Wes and Dang they almost have the same contract. Wes has a player option for next season. Yes, can I throw out you some trades real quick? Well, let's answer this question first. What would it, what would it take for Dallas? Any kind of draft pick? Well, for me, any kind okay. of first round draft pick, I think. Well, if we're talking with with Wes, that's the thing. Like, if you're swapping them out, what would it take to pay Dang one more year? I don't think Randall's enough. Uh, to pay Dang one more year, um, Eric Pincus, who's a who, a Bleacher Report, I think writes for uh, writes on the Lakers. He he was just saying how dire this Dang situation is for them. He's saying so they could stretch him right, and yeah. it would be like I think five or years, like him. seven millions, or or they could extend him, and it would be like three million a year for like eleven years. That's what he's saying is a better option for getting rid of Dang. That is like. That's where we are with this dang situation. Like yeah. they, they are not gonna be able to trade him for just nothing. Like it is a really tough for them. It's all gonna come down to the Lakers, and we're gonna see at the deadline of who, how confident they are in Landon Paul George and LeBron. Yeah, because for me, and if I'm the Mavs, I'm not taking on Dang unless Ingram or Kuzma isn't attached. Wow, that you wouldn't even do Clarkson. Oh heck no. I mean, no, I like, I'm not talking about Wes. Like, for me, I would rather keep Wes and then say, like, instead of dang and all that crap. That's why, I, so the other day, I did a piece at the Smoky Cuban, five potential Dallas Mavericks and Lakers, like, combination trades. And I had some interesting and different things in there, but, like, I'll just throw a couple at you, and you say, you say yes or no. All right, and I'll tell you who would say no. From, okay, this one's a fan person that always throws this out. Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle for Nerlens Noel and Josh McRoberts. Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle for Nerlens Noel and Josh McRoberts. The Lakers probably say no. What are they? They're not getting anything from that. Cap relief. That's what. That's another thing. It comes down to how yeah. serious are they? Um, and then here's my whole thing with like Nerlens going to the Lakers now. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. They can't go over the you know cap to resign him, all that stuff, whatever, because the bird rights. But it also gives them a time to see if, if he's going to fit for them. 
Like, that's why I would give him a shot. <laughs> oh, you mean the exact same thing the Mavericks just did a year ago? Yep, and it didn't fit. You know, and well, so, we thought it would. Oh, we thought it would. His first game was awesome. Um, here's here's one. Kind of what we talked about a little bit ago. Luol Deng, Julius Randle, and the 2020 first-round pick for the Lakers for Nerlens Noel and Josh McRoberts. For Nerlens so dang, that is, that's a dun, 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 dun. So the Mavericks are getting they're all of Dang's on, next two years. They're taking on Dang's contract and in that dang contract for for Julius Randle and Randle who's going to be a free agent this this summer in the 2021st that tw- how good is that 2020 first round pick going to be unprotected how good is it going to be though oh i agree for me i wouldn't do this deal i agree with you on the first one i don't think the lakers would do that i'm saying that i don't think dallas would do this deal i don't think that's enough for the cap space that they're they're trying to clear the mavericks are, are clearly trying to yes and that i think it space. would take a massive return for them to eat into a huge chunk of that yeah, it'd have space. to be ingram or kuzma like you said exactly so i agree with you on that one uh straight How up desperate are the lakers gonna get really yeah for real straight up randall for noel yeah, yeah i would do that i think i i don't for know who? if I don't know if the Lakers would do that. I don't think the Lakers do that either. All right, two more. This one's this one's a mega deal. What kind of what we were going for a while ago? Lou Aldang, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, just all of it. 2020 first round pick. Okay. For Wesley Matthews, Nerlens Noel, and Josh McRoberts. The Mavericks say no. Sadly. Okay. I would probably do that deal. It'd be taking a ton of cap because you'd be paying Clarkson, Randle's new number, and Dang. It's a ton of Gosh, caps. I, I don't even think you could do that. Because then, then I think at that point you're losing Yogi, you, but then you have Clarkson, I guess, to replace Yogi. Yep. And then you have the the first round pick in a couple years. I agree. I would not do that. I would rather just keep it. And then it comes Gosh. down to my last trade: Luol Deng and Brandon Ingram for Nerlens Noel, Josh McRoberts, and a 2019 top ten protected Mavs pick from the Mavericks to the Lakers. Yes. Wow. I don't think you need the pick in there. Well, I guess if you're getting Ingram. I just, I, I just don't. If the Lakers trade Brandon Ingram or Kuzma with Dang. You take anything. Then it's it's 100% LeBron and Paul George is going. Or they think that they are. I mean, remember last time LeBron wanted to go somewhere, he yeah. had that team clear up some cap space. <laughs> they can't give up on one of those young studs for him not to come there. So it has they to be ha- They the have back. to, unless they stretch Dang. I mean, I'd do this in a heartbeat if I'm the Mavericks because I, I love Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I do too. I think he would fit well with his core too. Yeah. Man, imagine they get Porter Jr. and and Ingram. So like, in it's this like deal, the longest. Like, let's just say it's top ten. Let's just say Mavericks pick to the uh, Lakers is top ten protected and then unprotected the next year. Ooh, Lakers do that. Because if you're Mavericks and Probably. you still land a top ten draft pick, then you're looking at going into next year adding Brandon Ingram. And your top ten draft pick, whatever that is. So you'd have to get Ingram and then say, All right, let's chill a little bit. Let's not be very good. <laughs> if that you know, if for the rest of the season? Yeah. Well they wouldn't give up this year's pick. It would be next year's. Yeah, if it was outside the top ten, it would go to the Lakers inside the top ten. And in as we're as we're projecting out to like two thousand twenty, two thousand nineteen, the Mavericks are gonna be 
sick of losing by then. Yeah. I mean, you start to see some of these teams eventually, you know, they do the tank thing and they just get tired of losing. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it, it's just you see the franchise start to uh, they start losing money, they start losing they start losing, you know, season ticket holders and they start losing interest in the team and you get that you get that tanking stank on you. At Man. some point, you got to cash in too. Like it's like where Boston, yep. Boston's at now. You can't just harvest a roster full of all these like high draft picks. They they want to cash in for a big time star. I mean, you talk on the on the Lakers side. Yeah, with the Lakers or even like the Mavericks moving forward. I mean, how many years? I mean, you want two, you know, a couple drafts, three drafts, maybe. You know, if you land some yeah, big players, they're not there yet for sure. But they're, like, they're not, I don't even think they're there after this year. I mean, we're looking at Boston when they used their. I mean, they were using first rounders on Yabusele and Zizek and all this stuff. And they've already traded Zizek, like all this stuff because they couldn't just roster it. They couldn't roster them. And like now, now look at Boston now over these next two years, look at the draft picks they could have. They could have. A, a they have ugh. so many picks. Two, I mean, don't, two, they, don't they have four second round picks this year? It's something insane. And then so they many. have like, they could possibly get two through five, one of those <laughs> and add Bombo or Aiton or something to their core. Gosh. Then the next year we're looking at the Memphis pick or the Clippers pick Memphis in 2009. Awful. Like they can't, they, you just can't keep on doing Like you got to have good veteran players. So, <laughs> and they do, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> they do have that. They have Kyrie now. They have, who's, a, who's definitely a vet at this point. They have Al Horford, who's the vet of all vets. They <laughs> Yeah. Gosh. I'll, one random one. I know it's off the bat. Gordon Hayward still coming back. I tweeted this out. Two, the two o'clock this morning. <laughs> Jason Tatum for Porzingis. Oh, Nick's, Nick's hang up the phone and laugh at you. Are you serious? Yes. So what about all these fans? He means are, too much to them. He means too much to that fans, franchise. Though, that say, like, we, they wouldn't trade Tatum for Anthony Davis. That's Boston fans, though. Boston fans are so irrational. It's hilarious. I know, but, like... I don't know if Tatum's that good. Okay. Tatum's really good, and he'll he'll attract fans in a way because okay, so Boston. I'm all about. I, I agree. I, I love Porzingis. I wouldn't do it either if I'm the Knicks. But Boston fans, they they gave up the first the number one overall pick because they thought they could still get Tatum, and so true. They gave up that number one overall pick. Everybody was upset because they had already, you know, photoshopped all the Markel Fultz in Celtic screen and all that. They had already done all that stuff. They had already basically celebrated once they got the number one overall pick. And then they trade the pick. They get another pick on top of that. And they're like, ah, oh, they're a little frustrated. They're a little upset. Then Tatum comes in and Tatum plays well. And now all of a sudden, they're vindicated. And all of yeah. a sudden, they're like, oh, Danny Ainge is so smart. He's the best GM ever in the history of forever. And he got this other asset and he still got the guy he wanted. And he's really good. You know, like it's just that fandom that Mavericks fans have this all the time where it's like yeah. this fandom of nobody is better than our guy. And this is, you know, and man, it's just overwhelmingly. Oh, so, yeah. No. I agree. I was That would not happen. But. I was like, man, that would be. Uh, be kind of wild if the Knicks, especially if they think that they're going to lose him in a couple years, and to Dallas, if <laughs> that would be Dallas. the greatest thing ever, that would be insane. <sighs> but especially if Dirk's as, as here as like a player development coach or yeah. something. I did like, in like the Brad uh, Davis role right now, where he just like <laughs> shows up every once in a while. <laughs> I do, uh, and man, we can save this for maybe tomorrow's pod or whenever. But uh, Dirk had Mondays. A, Dirk had an interview for I think it was Dallas Morning News with Seth Go or Townsend. And just talking about oh, you mean the the ones that cover the Mavs like no one else? Yeah, Home and Road, the only two. And he talked about how like 
it was really interesting. I liked it. And yeah. we can say the direct quotes for it, but pretty much saying, I want to be here through the rebuild to see it through. And it was the first time I was Derek's like, gonna play at least 50. <laughs> well, it was the first time I was like, dang, like it's kind of like a new agenda for him. Like it's almost like he wants to pass the baton. Like he doesn't want to leave the Mavericks high and dry. He wants to like see this transition through and, my dad has a few sayings in his life. He was a youth pastor for a really long time, and anytime he took a group anywhere, whether it was to a retreat center, whether it was to just a restaurant, whether it was to just a down to a different room in the in the church, he had this saying every time, leave a place better than you found it. Mm. And I think Dirk really wants to do that. And he had, for a really long time, left the, the Dallas Mavericks way better than he found them. I mean, yeah. way better. And then now it's sort of teetering out at the end, and the, he, they're they're sucking wind, and they're, they're not really sure, you know, if they have something concrete to go forward on. They have Dennis, and we know that that's something that's going to be awesome. But is that something that's actually going to put the Mavericks back in the playoffs? Not Dennis by himself, no. Yeah. So a couple more pieces. So I think Dirk is starting to feel that a little bit, and the responsibility. And you know what? There could also be a little bit with Dirk seeing those three guys jerseys and the rafters that are all still connected to the Mavericks and Rolando Blackman and Brad Davis and in Derek Harper seeing all of those guys still connected to the Mavericks either on the broadcast with Harper and Davis coaching staff with you know Brad Davis Michael Finley still you know around the team like seeing all these guys it's like a fraternity almost there's you know Mavericks players that are still connected to the team helping this team you know all in on this team and trying to make them better going forward I think that he's starting to, to feel that a little bit yeah, and it was, it was weird not seeing him in overtime tonight. I, I It literally crossed my mind. I was like, man, I miss Dirk in games like this. Yeah. I'm, I miss having him to go to in the post. And, and Barnes did great. Like, we we didn't even get to talk about it too much. But, like, man, Barnes yeah. in the clutch, like, continues to kill it. He, he has some big-time shots tonight and stuff. But not still, forced either. Just, like, real good shots. Yeah, good stuff. And um, But still, it was just – I hate not seeing Dirk out there. and It's tough. Do his thing. But All right. You got anything else in this game? Uh, nothing in this game. Freaking hungry. <laughs> I, I know. It's I feel like Nerlens. I was like, dang, he might be going to get a hot dog. I might go get me one. <laughs> they don't let me get hot dogs anymore. <laughs> you have to have a ticket, and I don't have tickets. Yeah, so. you have to buy the pregame meal, which I never do. No, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you're a Mavs employee now, do you get pre-pregame meals? Pre-game meals? Free? Pre-game I never meals? even ask about that. Wow. That's something. That would be the first thing I would ask. And that's the difference between you and me. Do I, I get a free hot dog? <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, the Mavericks do not play for a couple days now. They're going to play um, at Denver against the Nuggets on a Tuesday night. So we will preview that either on uh, Tuesday during the day or Monday. And then they don't play again. They got some rest until Saturday. Two games next week. Saturday against the uh, the Blazers. So we're going to have to come up with some stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh we can. We're, we're going to have to come up with all the trade stuff. We'll do, yeah, we'll, we'll do a bunch of trade stuff. Uh, you guys are going to be sick of hearing about Nerlens Noel, Joshua Roberts, Wes Matthews, and everybody else that is tradable on this team. <laughs> no, we just, uh, we'll throw some scenarios at you. I'm sure we'll, we might do a league pod or something. Yeah. As far as something about news around the league. And, and we could have some guests since we got some time off. That's true. That's true. Bring some guests on. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. And remember, everything you hear now from here on out from Isaac Harris is tainted by his new employer. <laughs> it's not tainted. It's not tainted. It's filtered. That's the right. I appreciate right all your uh, all your support. It's not tainted though. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. Boom. Boom.